There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him, and joining with us today, Josh. Hello, it's me. I'm Josh, and I play Spin. I'm Spin, right? You are Spin. Yes, I'm Spin, sometimes Amos, and all of us are uh, he, him. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. Uh, I played Deandra. My pronouns are whatever, and her pronouns are she, her. And I'm glad you didn't pick me first because I don't know what I would have said because I pickled my brain. <laughs> Hell yeah. Heard that. <laughs> Steph. Hey, everybody. I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and both of our pronouns are she, her. And Matthew. Hey, fellow pickled brains. It's Matthew here. I'm playing Professor Dennis Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. Welcome to our Anarchist Podcast. <laughs> On the last episode, <laughs> do it, Matthew. Do yes, it. please. I don't On remember the last anything. episode of Vanguard of the Veil, in the past, we learned more about Gunderson's involvement in LIF Pharma and Spin's parentage. In the present, Deandra connects the dots, learning that the next event will happen in Badger City, Tender- Tennessee. She tells Gunderson, who begrudgingly agrees to go. He seeks out Spin, who assists him when using some weird science on himself. Meanwhile, Artemisia studies up on the big bad guy, Sargon. She learns that he was human, likely around the era of the Sumerians. She also learns about <sighs> apotropaic magic. Aprotropaic magic. Aptrop- I don't know. My spell check may- turned it to this. Okay. Hey, Fred, what's it called? A protopaic? A protopaic magic. A protopaic. Which is used for warding or protection and may be used to remove the curse from Deandra. The team steals a VW van and heads to Badger City, population 1,000. They decide to go get a room in a B&B called the Butcher's Bath, where they learn LIF Pharma's old facility had burned down about 20 years ago, and that the town has been going through hard times since. In the morning, they explore the town, finding it empty until Deandra sees a figure. She gives chase and finds... Spin? In? Question mark? Like in a hoodie, which Spin would never wear. Yeah, Spin doesn't wear yes. hoodies. Yes, um, that's fair. Uh, how could it be Spin? You guys are with Spin, so yeah, that is spin definitely not the case. Yeah. Maybe Deandra's eyes are mistaken and tricking her. Mm. I, I think, like, I should probably, like, mention, like, the 
show like the Acadian Accords. That way they know like between the agency and Acadian Accords. Uh, I might put that into the intro so that it's not confusing when we go back and forth. Because like with you, Josh, you're like, am I Amos? Am I Spin? Mm-hmm. So that way that yeah. could be a little bit more clear. But I'm drunk right now. So. Oh, shit. That Coke Zero. For the first time ever. <laughs> right. Live and in person. Live and in person. I'm a ghost. So typically I like to do like flashbacks and stuff, but I think because of the way we ended the last episode, I just want to get right into it. Well, shit. So Deandra, mm-hmm. you followed a person that you saw from an alleyway spying on you and your group. You made pursuits and trying to prevent this person from getting away you revealed that this person looks like spin. This person then tries to get away from you. Act under pressure. Oh, okay. Right away. I, I will act under pressure. Um, uh, seven. And I also want to remind you, you have several, I think two negatives now, right? Is it just one? Oh, I just, it's just one. Okay. It's just the one negative. So, so, so actually it's actually a six. a six and you have yeah. failed. And Damn. this person, yeah who is incredibly wriggly, just gets out of your grasp and uh, is just full speed ahead down this alleyway. Do you pursue? Yeah, did did the spin that we've been hanging out with follow me? No, because you ran and I was comforting uh, the weirdly aloof Gunderson. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, I will. I will pursue. Okay. And as you do so, you see this person, this spin, uh, go into what looks like a stairway that goes into a subway. And the thought crosses your mind that you find that odd uh, that such a small city like Badger City has a subway amidst the streetway. Do you pursue down the subway or would you like to go and get the rest of your team? I... Oh God! Um, I I will because I'm stupid. I'm gonna keep running after. And <laughs> I, I feel like that's what Deandra would do, right? You you're headstrong and you're trying to get the answer. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, fighting my better judgment. We, we know <laughs> Deandra is running though, right? Like we saw Deandra like yeah, running. Yeah, we saw her take off. I think like yeah, I think one person chased and the rest of us like saw her go and we're just kind of yeah following but not running. Yeah, I think Spin chased because he can actually run. Gunderson and Artemisia don't run. Yeah. Yeah. It's not our and, thing. and, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably like 10 to 20 seconds behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Deanna yeah. just starts sprinting away and you're like, what's going on? And then you guys start chasing after yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. But I can close the gap if you want me to. Deandra, you find yourself going into a dimly lit stairway that goes below the surface level. And you find yourself in a subway, a subterranean, you know, um, area. And you... You can see that this is a very small, like one rail type of platform. And you find these very odd, like ads uh, that are up on the walls that are catering to something called. Oh, well, actually, you are familiar with Life Pharmaceuticals. So these ads are like out of date uh, marketing, like posters that cater to Life Pharmaceuticals. They just have this offness about them um and you can see that there is a rail car there uh it is out of service it it probably hasn't moved in the last 20 years and there is a dark tunnel that leads away um you can hear the distant 
disappearing pitter-patter of footsteps uh, going into this dark uh, tunnelway, um, at which point I would think that uh, Spin and even um, Artemisia and Gunderson uh, catch up to you, but you have lost the trail. <sighs> okay. Uh, I don't like to run. She vapes. <laughs> Wasn't that bad? Fred, I, I feel like I'm going to be asking this um, multiple times, but is this all something I recognize? Oh, absolutely. Um, you are are very familiar with everything in this city and, and what you, um, you know, inform the rest of the team about is up to you. But uh, this railway was once a railway used to transport people who worked at Life Pharmaceutical from Badger City. Now, the compound really isn't more than like 10 minutes away, but it was it was a underground railway that provided just, you know, the the passage of people going to and fro from work. Badger City was created by this compound. You know, they placed this medical center in the middle of nowhere and this city just blossomed because of the work that was provided uh, by this compound. But you also remember that something very dark happened here and that is why you had kind of left Life Pharmaceutical and your, for lack of a better term, your mentor as well. And, and that's something that we'll explore in a little bit. No spoilers. <laughs> Is there a way for me, do I see a way for me to get the subway running again? You know, I, I guess since you are a, sci- a mad scientist, I would probably allow you to roll like a, you know, like a weird check. See if you can. I'm going to say it, it is going to, you're going to be at like a minus two. I'll, do, no, I'll, this, is, I'll just tell you what I get on the dice. So I got a nine. Okay. So you're partially successful and uh, you are actually able to get this rail car operational and it actually shortens the amount of time that it requires you to uh, kind of go through this just underground railroad tunnel, right? I, I just assume like I get like the car running, but there's no like lights or anything. So we just like are going down a dark tunnel. <laughs> yeah. And um, for the rest of you, it's kind of like dark and ominous. Um, you're underground um, and you're pursuing somebody um, Deandra, do you express to the rest of the team what you saw, or do you kind of just keep that yeah. to yourself? Yeah, I'm going to shine my flashlight on, uh, like, around, like, in the distance where I heard the, the footsteps disappearing and I lost the trail, and then back at the, the group. And I'm like, did you see that? Did you see who I was chasing? Did you see that person? No. No. Some, Anybody? Somebody in a hoodie? Yeah, it looked like a guy. Okay, it was so Straight up spin. What? I'm right here. Yeah, I know. I think it's a doppelganger. We Are have you to get close? you. Also, Fred, do I know anything about this? <laughs> it's a doppelganger. We have to get spin Ooh. and spin in the same room and ask them very personal questions yeah. and then shoot one of them to death. <laughs> you have a belly button. Can I see it? I've probably seen it. You work on Yeah, I'm, I, my shirt okay, is gone yeah. all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Okay. Okay. This is a classic so, doppelganger okay. situation. We have to shoot one so of them. So actually, you should take your shirt off now so that we can be ready. Because if the other one doesn't yes. have a belly button, then we know. We shoot it. Okay. Yes. I'm going to point at Gunderson and be like, think of some questions only Spin would know, but keep it to yourself. Yeah. I'm b- bulletproof. Okay. Then we'll just shoot both of you. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that works. Fun- wait. Wait. But what if the doppelganger was also bulletproof? We need a backup. Oh, well, damn. We need uh, a bigger gun. How can we emotionally damage you? 
<laughs> Perhaps okay. it is in our best interest if we didn't commit any sort of unnecessary murders while we are in this small podunk town. I mean, it seem, it's a really creepy well, podunk town assuming that also. we are following a monster of some sort. Perhaps twin, uh, uh, Spin might have a twin. <laughs> Twin spin? Spin. Like a brother? A spin twin. Spin. I I say doppelganger final answer. I'm 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 open to doppelganger. I'm open to clone. I'm open to twin. Homunculi. Could be a homunculi. (gasps) I mean, we've seen creatures that take the shapes of other people. It could be a demon. Right, yeah. We've been hunting a demon. Alright, you are you are allowed to shoot demons, however, if this is a person. A human being, perhaps we right, hold look, back I've, on that for now. Yeah, I've watched a lot of TV, and when somebody, when two people look exactly alike, you get them side by side, and you ask a very personal question, and whoever answers it wrong, you shoot. And then we sh- also throw holy water and salt on their faces. Perhaps you think that you too. are in some sort of television show right now. Perhaps <laughs> we're all on TNT, or we're on some sort of episode of Golden Girls, or. Did you let him watch TV in the motel last night? <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember much of if there was stuff on TV. I assure you that there's there's some sort of logical explanation for this, and we have other things to worry about while we are here, not just spin two. And with that, a large screeching noise and clanging noise as I pull the brake, yes. (laughs) The rail car comes to a stop, uh, bringing to a platform that has three large letters uh, above a intricate doorway l-i-f um although the the platform in this uh kind of like doorway hallway is uh very well built um it is in a very dilapidated uh even uh partially like burned down uh state um uh as if it was something horrific had happened here gunderson uh steps onto this platform and uh, his eyes start to glaze over um, and he is no longer listening to anyone uh, as his mind is taken back to a time many years ago. Have the parents of Patient 7 been taken care of? Let's just say they took a bridge that was being repaired and had an unfortunate accident. They were found dead in the Harpeth River. Great. Uh, Now we can move forward with the real testing. The two of you are looking into a room similar to the rooms that most of your your patients are found in. Uh, Sterile looking bedrooms with a large mirrored viewing wall. Within, a young spin plays innocently. Sobieski walks towards a control panel and presses a button. Two panels on the wall to either side of Spin opens up, and large jets of flame erupt from each panel. Spin is immediately engulfed in flames as a relentless stream of fire immolates him. Spin throws his arms up to protect his face as his clothes and skin starts to burn and melt away. He drops to the floor in a fetal position, thrashing erratically. 
Gunnarsson, caught off guard, immediately heads to the panel and presses a button to turn the flame jets off, and a suppression system drowns the room in a thick foam. The fires are extinguished immediately. Is there a problem, Dr. Gunderson? Spin is my test patient, and we are still running tests on the com- chemical compound we introduced to him. How dare you take this type of action without my knowledge or consent? He is ruined now. Gunnarsson shows a look of anguish looking upon the now still form of the foam-covered spin. Dennis, do I sense a hint of humanity within you? Has this patient, he says with disdain, made you soft? Well, do not fret. He is just a mere clone. You can now see what I have been working with. Come, follow me, my pupil. Dr. Sobieski takes Gunnarsson to a nearby adjacent room and reveals numerous large vats with various spins in different stages of creation. While you have been testing the limitation of one's strength and potential, I have created life. The figures in the vats are grotesque and caricatures of the human process and does not even look like it could be mistaken for a human. Obviously, it is a trial and error process, but as you can see with patient number 11, who we just saw, I am getting very close. A visible sigh of relief is seen on Gunderson's face when it is confirmed that it was not Spin who was in the previous room. Let's discuss our next steps and the possibilities with this cloning technology. The two of them walk off and the scene ends. And we find ourselves once again looking at the older more wise Gunderson and the rest of our team, Artemisia, Spin, and Deandra. The four of you stand before the compound that was known as Life Pharmaceuticals here in Badger City, Tennessee, and a person or someone, maybe Spin, uh, was in pursuit from Deandra and more than likely had headed into this compound. Would you like to proceed? I would like to snap Gunderson out of his stupor by grabbing his hand and leaning in real close and saying, are you okay, Doc? What happened here? Oh, Spin, uh, I have memories of this place uh, from a, what seems like a lifetime ago, and I must warn you that the things you see here may be disturbing. They may have you questioning things. I saw a ghost and almost shit my pants. <laughs> I'll probably be okay. And, and I saw a demon. And the honest to God's truth is that Those are normal, logical reactions, but even seeing things like that cannot prepare you for what you may see here in this facility. Stay close and uh, make sure that Deandra keeps her finger off of the trigger. Okay. It's not like I'd hit it if I shot it. (laughs) It, him, her, they, whatever. There are things, there are people, experiments, there are things that... I am not proud of that are here, and quite frankly, I wished I never had to come back here, but it is necessary. Oh, okay. These are like proto-nuggies. Oh, this is going to be pink slime. Okay. You want to take the lead? Perhaps I should go. After all, I have been here before. Okay. Uh, Deandra, may I borrow your flashlight? Yeah, 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 yeah. The four of you enter this compound with Gunderson in the lead. He leads you with ease as he navigates the hallways and doorways of this compound with a skilled knowledge. 
Can you can you like describe kind of like so it's like burned out or has been this is like burned some out? But shit. Like, I imagine there's like sub basements that are still around. It's like yeah, ah. correct. So you know there was some kind of tragic fire or explosion here that had led to the demise of this compound, which probably left that led to the company leaving uh, this town and city, which led to this city becoming kind of like a. Uh, a, a ghostly shadow of the the bustling city it once was, but as you kind of navigate these corridors, you can see like the telltale signs of a disastrous fire. Um, even the remain corpses of like burned people who are huddled in the corner as they try to fight the flames off. Scorch marks along the walls burnt out ceiling tiles. Uh, There was significant damage done here at a point. You come across a grouping of rooms and uh, these rooms are interesting. The doors are open and as you look in, there is a large viewing wall and you can see into a kind of like an adjoining room and the room along the other side of this wall uh, is what looks like maybe a patient's bedroom. You know, sometimes with the signs of, you know, children's toys and uh, paintings and drawings on the wall, Uh, whatever that was done here in this compound, uh, it seems like children were involved. And, um, you know, this is a subterranean scientific compound, so you can only imagine uh, what could have been going on down here. You continue to navigate the hallways and then you come to what looks like Uh, a large room with large circular platforms with jagged pieces of glass that jut upwards like jagged teeth. The stains of some kind of liquid or chemical kind of cover the equipment and the ground around it. And and you can see that there is a circular kind of mechanical object above as well. Small signs of organic material that might have come out of these broken glass tubes kind of scattered around, but the years have since have deteriorated and and kind of made the, the, the organic parts kind of go away. And there is a small commotion, a small noise made at the end of the room. And uh, Deandra, you see the telltale sign of the the hoodie uh, kind of like crouched behind one of these large circular vat equipment. I'm going to like try to not bring attention to that I see them, but kind of nudge Gunderson to like point the flashlight in that general direction. I do that thing. And as you do so, uh, for a moment, you set your eyes on what looks like a a dark green hoodie. Um, They also wear a dark green shirt and what look like dark green sweatpants. They are fully green and they disappear as the light flashes upon them. And uh, they are maybe hiding behind this large object. Fred, can I read a bad situation? Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. What's the biggest threat? Oh shit! Yo, that is a one. <laughs> Fuck! I mean, perfect for the circumstance, though. Unfortunately, you have no idea what the biggest threat is. From what you understand, there is a single person behind this equipment, who Deandra claims either is you or looks like you. How do you feel about this, and and what do you do? Have we been trying to be sneaky? Or have you just been walking around, trouncing around? 
we haven't been trying to be sneaky. I'd be like, if you're my cousin, uh, I won't hurt you. (laughs) After you say that, you hear kind of like a shuffle, a shift, but they don't come out, whoever they are. But you know that they're there. They're just hiding from you. I guess they're not my cousin. If you're not a doppelganger, all you have to do is get real hard and talk about the nuggies and I won't shoot you. Like, you know, not hard like that. Hard like (laughs) Spin does. He becomes like the, Uh you know. I just, I quickly, I don't, I don't get hard like, like that, like in front of people. You you get firm, strong, tough. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I guess if you get horny too, that works. And the person from behind this large vat equipment stands up and the hood is still kind of over the face. You really can't see the person. They look of average, you know, stature. They're not incredibly muscular. They are rather tall, um, but uh, they kind of come out and it seems like their hands are kind of spread out in front of them in a non-threatening way, just kind of trying to slowly walk within your view. Uh, hello. Uh, what's your number? It's not the ideal time to pick up somebody. Gotta sort of like put put his hand out to like try and get Deandra to stop. (laughs) I am Dr. Dennis Gunderson. Do you recognize me? There's a slight nod from the hooded figure. I can't believe you've been down here for so long. It's really a miracle, really, to be honest. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, This is spin. This is number seven. You see that there's once again another nod, like an understanding of what you're saying, but they don't say anything, and they start to do something with their hands. They're holding up two fingers on one hand, and then they shake their head, and then they hold two fingers up with two different hands. Eleven. And it sparks that memory once again, the one you just had, of the horrific scene of patient Eleven who was burned and and tortured as you placed the suppression system and covered them in foam. If it is truly patient 11, it is a miracle, a wonder that they are alive and that they have lived down here possibly for the last 20 some odd years. Damn, Fred, maybe I should investigate a mystery? (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like turning back to there's like number seven. I think it's an 11. I think my sharp is two. Okay, two questions. Uh, I would like to know, what happened here? Well, obviously there was a... I mean, so, I, I guess before I ask that, was I here when it all burned down? Yes, you were. But you made it so, out. And so seemingly... I, so, I, so when I say, like, what happened here, I, like, I want to know, like, after all that... Like how how did, how is like somebody how could somebody be alive here still kind of stuff? You you are led to believe that for patient eleven to have survived, more than likely they are being taken care of by somebody, right? Like maybe somebody is providing them food and shelter. Um, you recall that they were you know, burned horrifically. They had kind of shielded their face with their arms, then dropped to the ground. And as you are kind of thinking on what happened here and how 
patient Eleven could have survived. He starts to kind of step forward slowly, unthreateningly. He reveals the hoodie and you can see the very familiar characteristics of Spin's face. But you can see that what little of his hands and arms you could see and even across like the neck, the horrific scars and burns um, that, you know, one has recovered from are still very present uh, on the rest of his body uh, that you can see. But once again, he has not attempted to speak with you. I guess in similar terms to that, I kind of want I was going to hold one, but then I was like, Fred, what is being concealed here? And as you ask that question. No, you have to tell me before the thing happens. Patient 11 starts to frantically point behind the four of you without any communication through sound. It is pointing at something. Maybe you, Gunderson, maybe he thinks that you were his demise and the reason that he is this way. And then you look behind you and you see what is being concealed here. Demons, indeed. Fucking demons. And there is a person standing behind you, seemingly oh. out of place. And he goes, well, it's interesting that uh, you actually came back here. Dr. Professor Dennis Gunnarsson, I don't even know how to address you. Fred, who the hell is this? <laughs> you have no idea. You have never seen this person before. Wait, what are we seeing right now? You see just seemingly like a person a male he you know is wearing they they're dressed if fairly well um i would say like this person is wearing like uh, a sports jacket it is uh very well tailored and uh although mm. the the uh colors are are slightly off you feel like they would still go well together and uh, he also wears similar pants and shoes uh, to what you are wearing. And uh, it leads you to believe that there might be a connection uh, between this person who is currently here in front of you and the last person, one of the demons that you had dealt with prior. So do I, can I just call you Dennis? I, I'm not really, you know, into titles. Unfortunately, well, my boss requires me to use titles. So it's just kind of a thing. I hate it, but anyways. So who are you and why are you here? Well, I mean, it's not important who I am. I think it's important who you are. Dennis, you're Gunderson. It's you. Spin, yes, do you it, know? It's me. What? Do you know, Spin? Like, this has got to be weird for you, right? Arguably, uh, no one knows Spin better than I do. Isn't that interesting, Spin, that he says that? I mean, haven't you ever wondered? And, and who's that? <laughs> is that is that your brother? Is that Twist? Who is that? Stoppelganger. Twist. 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 Oh, well, it's just a fun uh, play maybe. on words, you know, spin, twist. I'm just trying to be witty. Maybe my cousin. I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet. Yeah. Isn't it weird how he can't speak? Have you seen the scars on his throat? Neck? I told you all that this facility houses things that may disturb you and he points the guy in the the jacket it's like is not one of those things that i was expecting nor do uh, i know Andrew, who do he want- is who the hell are you i already asked that question you refuse to answer and look you could just call me kevin i mean 
my name is not important. Mm. And plus, I, I really can't give you my name. It would just give you way too much power over me. You guys know how this works, right? Like, power, names, names are so powerful. Just like yes. Professor or, or is it Dr. Gunderson? I'm pretty sure if we looked around... You must remember that different institutions grant different titles. While I worked here, I was Dr. Dennis Gunderson, and when I transferred from here and I got a normal job that is expected of one of my stature, I became a professor. Not an adjunct professor, mind you. Not associate professor. Full professor. Wait, so I'm, I'm impressed that you actually admit that you worked here and they know this this is not a secret do they do yeah. they know what you did here doctor i mean spin i assume it was some sh- fuck shit I mean, artemisia i Stuff. mean you've seen fucked up shit artemisia yeah a lot of it from gundy so well i guess that's fair you know you know what they say the olive doesn't fall far from the tree is that is that how i they, don't think that's how that they say it say? i don't know no no. I've never got the... Is it about people's kids? He's like a weird demon middle manager. Uh, who, me? Yes, Kevin. I, mean, that's, I appreciate you calling me a middle manager. I'm really not even that high up in the ranks, but... Uh, Fred, as this conversation is going on, I am pulling out my demon kit from my backpack. <laughs> yeah. Just so I have it so, ready. So, for my associates here, you will remember Professor Sobieski. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say line. that after he took me under his wing back when I was at school at the Maryland Institute for Technicians, I got follow-on employment with Elia Pharmaceuticals, where he was my supervisor. And here we are, back where it all not really began. Well, this is just another place where we happen to work together. Perhaps untethered by regulations. Perhaps this is the place where I learned how to be mad. He starts to scrape like broken glass off of like the the vat next to him and he props himself up and sits down and goes, okay, like, can we get to the good part? Like, I feel like you're- Agree. I feel like you're tiptoeing around this. Like, are you going to tell Spin about how you killed his parents? Oh, I thought we were going to kill you and get DeAndre some new pants. Oh, I'm fine with the pants. I'm going to steal this guy's goddamn shirt. Yeah, the banishing guy? <laughs> wow. It's impressive how he has all of you wound around his finger. Don't you see? He's the monster. You look at... Well, he yeah, was. Yeah, he's our monster. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost killed him once. I literally have a move that it could be called, I used yeah, to be a bad guy. He was a bad guy, guy for a long time. I blew his shit mm-hmm. up. He turned shit mm-hmm. around. And now I'm making sure he doesn't do more bad shit or, you he's know, He's a reformed monster. Yeah, and don't demons yeah. lie to confuse you and shit? Also, yeah, you're oh, full of shit. Up. Okay, okay, look. Is it true that I'm a demon? Sure. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a monster. Look, if, if, if... If I could teach you guys anything, humanity's the monster. It's it's a good thing no. that we're here <clears throat> and that we're here to wipe all of you out because if you ever s- do you work for Sargon or not? Well, yes, I mean, then obviously you're on the side of evil. And that is what's important right here right now. <sighs> I mean, evil, I guess it's an eye of the beholder, right? We're going to well, you, no. you do want to destroy no. humanity. That's a different game. 
Yeah. It's you're, you're playing the morality game and you're a fucking demon. Okay. I I feel like we are just gonna This is not a trolley problem. This is you're from hell and you're the other and you're here to like kill people. Yeah, but I mean you guys kill people. <laughs> you guys kill demons and monsters. Yeah, we're not good. Oh yeah, all the time. Huh. Perhaps uh, what you failed to realize is that we have been through a lot together over these past literally only like three months, maybe two. Mm. I don't know. Not very mm. long at all. I don't even think it's Christmas yet. <laughs> well, Spin, if you're ever interested in learning more about who your family was and what they did to you, you could just come find any of us because we all know. Well, Let's dance. And he just like yes, hops please. off like with a very light kind of like flurry of his feet. And he's just kind of like shuffling his feet back and forth. And as you watch him, you almost like you're you're like wondering if you're having a migraine or if your eyes are going blurry because you start to see two of him. And then there's just two of them. And they both smile and they mimic each other's movements incredibly well. And now there are two Kevins in front of you. And then they. Can one of you take your shirt off? <laughs> I, I'm sorry? Yeah. Deandra, before the night is out, this whole thing. You will have a full ensemble. Nice. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Says, let's dance. And I didn't bring my shoes. Fred, do I roll cool to dance? Is <laughs> that, is that the move? Yes. Cool is the dance. Cool is, can you, cool can is you dance. Cool? Okay. Are you going to dance? I'm not going. Okay. I'm not going to dance in the traditional sense. Okay. Round one. Who Blade. would like to go first? I think it's time for the goo gun. And I'm not close to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't you can't be a cop. I can't shoot him. This is good. I'm uh, safe. I would like to goo one of the Kevins. Goo away. Eat a butt. That's a seven. Okay. So you're partially successful. And as your goo gun just shoots out that like viscous, amorphous glob of whatever compound you put together it it's starts goo. to grow and spread and it, it looks like it's about to cover Kevin wholly and it does Kevin is just like just grappled by this thing and is dropped to the ground but at the last moment he splits in two and one Kevin is just gooed to the ground stuck and there are still two Kevins in front of you and now there's three Kevins all together. And one of them goes over and takes off of like the jacket off of the other one and folds it up and puts it at the vat and then winks at Deandra. <laughs> appreciate it. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. We've been watching you, Deandra. We actually are the, we like Are the you. split Kevins smaller or are they no, the, same they're the same size? size. Okay, good. So the jacket will yes, fit. Yeah. Yeah, we actually talk about you a lot, Deandra, <laughs> among our circles. Uh, we, I mean, honestly, Aww. we have a spot for you if you wanted to join our side. I, we know mm -hmm. that you don't believe humanity is worth saving. I don't know if I've ever said that. I, I mean, you don't have to lie in front of your friends just to kick it. You can be honest. <sighs> I'm usually pretty honest. I'm going to turn to the other spin and be like, do you have any cool powers? Did Gunderson give you cool powers too? <laughs> Because we could really use a little bit and, of help. Uh, that spin is gone. In the commotion of oh. Kevin's, uh, you don't know if he escaped, ran away, is hiding. Uh, but where you had previously seen him, uh, Twist is no longer there. Well, then, okay. Well, we know that that's not the real spin. So mm -hmm. if they're ever both in the same room again, we know which one to shoot. Because mm -hmm. the real spin's not a coward. 
anybody could That's go. That's right. Any, I mean, I could go if you want me to. Oh, I can go. I um, I want to blast Kevin's ass with magic. Okay. Roll. Use magic. God, which Kevin? I'm gonna I'm gonna blast the what the best thing I can determine to be the original Kevin. Okay. So no no, we'll just call Fred, him. Fred, I should no I should mention my goo gun also does three damage. Okay. Three damage taken to. Kevin too. So one Kevin got stuck and then split off, and then the, the split off Kevin took his jacket off. Yeah. So I'm going to attack the non-good jacket wearing <laughs> okay. Kevin with okay. magic. So I rolled a four. My magic or my weird is three, and then because I use my library to study, I get a plus one with use magic. So, so that's an eight. eight total. So you're partially successful, nice. and you do strike uh, that Kevin. And uh, what 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 does your magic look like? Is it just like a a, a force? Uh, is it like fire, lightning? What do you imagine? Uh, yeah, I feel like we usually we go with like okay. fire, like black Got fire. It. No jacket or yes jacket? Yes jacket. No okay. goo. And that jacket is just like singed and and burnt on That's one fine. side. It's fine. We got a backup. And he just back. starts sprinting towards you. He is coming very quickly towards <laughs> you. Okay, that does one. Okay, and he. He doesn't have time to attack you yet before everybody else goes, but he is closing the gap between the two of you. And he did not split off? He did not at that point. I, uh, okay, so I know one is charging Artemisia, so I will roll to protect Artemisia. I think I get a bonus on these. I sure do. That is a 10. Okay, so you are successful. Uh, And you, uh, how do you prevent the on-rushing Kevin from uh, getting to Artemisia. So the two things that I do are one, I suffer little harm. Okay. And then the other thing that I will do is hold the enemy back from Artemisia by doing a, like a sick, like this dude's charging full speed. He's like, LOL, I'm going to get that little girl if it's the last thing I do. And then uh, he runs into a wall of spin. All right. Who just kind of manifests in front of him. He probably blinked and then there was me blocking him out. And since you were doing protect someone and not kick some ass, there won't be an exchange of damage at this point. But you do kind of prevent him from reaching Artemisia and he is locked into combat with you, Deandra. Is there a sprinkler or fire suppression system in this room? Uh, that would work. Yeah, I, there is. I'm going to say that I had used my, because I have one hold of okay. woman with a plan. So like I can be where I need to be and prepared and ready. So before we left, I signed up online to become ordained through the Universal Life Church. Yes. I'm going to bless the water in the suppression system and hold my cigarette up to the fire detector. Okay, okay. Um, how are you going to complete this with a roll? I guess I will try to act under pressure to get the fire suppression system to go off, somehow make it work, because I probably it's probably damaged somewhat, so I guess um, I could try to act under pressure to get it to okay, actually function. All right, I have a recommendation. Make okay. it two rolls over two rounds, and it definitely has to work if he succeeds both times. Okay. <laughs> you, you can't lie to me, otherwise um, you're a cop. <laughs> All right. Um, I rolled a seven. That's including my minus one. I would have rolled an eight. So okay, I so barely you're made partially it. successful. So you feel confident in your ability. <laughs> I like how you like retconned, like becoming an ordained priest without discussing it with me. But I'm going <laughs> to let it happen. 
So that's the move. That's I, the know. Move I can't say yeah. anything. You're like, I did this before I came here, so therefore I am. Look, if I can do it online, anyone can. <laughs> that that's is true. true. It's not that hard. If you if you don't like that, what I can say is I can pull out my phone and do it online real quick because it is <laughs> no, just five no. minutes. It's a real quick <laughs> application. Uh, so you're partially successful, and you feel confident uh, in the process of blessing uh, the water. Uh, but you kind of take your already lit cigarette and you start kind of like waving it. But obviously this is a large room. It's 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 a, you know, uh, mm-hmm. some kind of sensor, you know, towards the, t- the, the ceiling. And you feel like you're going to need to create a much larger fire hazard that c- creates enough smoke to let this happen. So uh, in the immortal words of Matthew Morris, uh, it's going to take two rolls, and if you fail, if you okay. succeed on the next roll, I can't say no because otherwise I'd be a cop. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Logic. Okay. I like it. Okay, so all of you have gone. I would like, I would like spin to act under pressure. Okay. I got a four. Okay, so you failed your act under pressure uh, roll, and as uh, Kevin goes into combat with you, he just starts to like throw uh, like a combo at you, just like a left hook, right hook, and then just a, a sucker punch to the gut. And you actually definitely block all of them, and then you're blindsided by the Kevin that split off of him and just clocks you on the side of the face, you know, kind of like out of your sight, and you take three points of damage. Obviously, you still have all okay. of your protections and, and armor and stuff like that, so does that get reduced to zero or one? Correct. Reduced to zero. So yeah, you you are just sucker punched in, in the side of the face by a second Kevin, and then that third Kevin is now approaching, and now the fourth Kevin is still on the ground, good. So now there's three of them up there. So during okay. that, is Kevin intimidated that he just sucker punched me and I didn't like get in flinch, I, just like got hit? You know, I, I don't think he realizes that you didn't take any damage. I, I I think it's it's kind of like one of those things where he is just probably used to like tough combats, but probably impressed. You know, he's he's probably read up on you and like knows what you're about. And, and he's like, so you understand, like, what's going on here, right? Like, you're a clone. Like, you're not a real person. And, and they're, like, punching you, like, while you guys are, like, sparring. Yeah, I have a, I have a belly button, so I can't be a clone. Wait, how? how? Yeah. That's just I, we We saw Kyle XY. That we was know a how very specific TV show from, like, the early that was 2000s. Really specific <laughs> yeah, it was. But that dude was so fucking hot. Ooh, I remember that show. That man was so sexy. Definitely raw chicken. Imagine but how hot you could said, be if you didn't have a belly button. Don't you, don't you think that they could create you to having a belly button? I mean, how hard is it? What would it connect to? What do you mean? It's your... Like your okay, tube. Well, I mean, why would we create people with? Can I roll to understand belly button? Why, why would belly we button? just I'll roll to understand it? Your mouth just forms because it has to. But if you don't have anything to connect your tubes to, then why would you have a belly button? I, I feel like the logic. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess I get it, Spin. I get it. I mean, you're in denial, so it's okay. We're in the middle of this. I wasn't fight. good at school. <laughs> I'm very bad That's at fair. school. That's fair. I don't even know what it's called. I just know there's like a. I wonder, I wonder if that's why he to took you sack. and left the rest. Yeah, well, whatever. He's trying to steer the conversation away from the buttons. You, know, I mean, you got anything to say about this? I, I think it's your turn. You want to you wanna goo me yes, again, Yes, I Daddy? believe we have moved on to the second round of combat. 
I don't have to go first. No, anybody could go. Okay, so I, I think I know that Deander is up to her shenanigans. So I'm going to try to use magic to uh, trap one of the Kevins, at least under a sprinkler. Okay. Uh, probably the one that is closest to me, because I feel like he's going to try and hit me, and I won't like it. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, so you are partially successful. So you are trapping a Kevin underneath like a bind spell underneath a sprinkler. Yeah. Now, yes. Black tentacles erupt out of the ground and time in place. Now, Hot. is a partial success as it create a glitch for you on use magic or was it just a failure? I believe so. Yes, a glitch. Uh, do I get to choose it or do you get to choose it? You do. Uh, so I'm going to say the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention and you're going there. to take three points of damage oh from my another God. Kevin that just punches you. Yeah, right right in the thigh. That's gonna hurt to sit down. Who's next? I'll go. I can go. Okay, well, my plan to protect Artemisia is uh, falling apart, so I will now activate plan help out Deandra. Okay. By using the move help out. Great. And what is it that you're gonna do? By getting Deandra closer to the sprinkler. Okay, so you're gonna, like, put Deandra, like, up on your shoulders and, and hold their legs and, like, get them closer to the sprinkler, or? I mean, that or just, like, cheerleader launch you up there. Oh, okay. You want. There you go. Roll help out. Okay. Here we go. Pray for me. I got a nine. So that means it's a partial success, right? Yes. Uh, your help grants them a plus one to their roll, but I expose myself to trouble or danger. The gag, though, is that I always grant a plus two when I use nice. the help out action. Very nice. So I, this makes more sense for me to like offer like I'm doing the backflip move and just launch you up to the sprinkler thing, and then I'm just like hands up in the air to get jumped by however 40 Kevins you have. And since you expose yourself to danger, uh, I'm gonna say that like, as you cheerleader vault uh, Deandra up into the air, you feel a sharp stabbing pain uh, in your side, and a Kevin with like a shard of that glass is just stabbing you. Uh, and you're gonna take four points of damage and take one. I'm gonna tell you a secret. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna use a luck and take Ooh. no damage. Dang. Oh, okay. Because I want. I want the demons to be like. We might have fucked up <laughs> against Spin. That is so. Fair. He goes to stab me, and the it just powderizes the glass. And I don't even like recognize that he does. I just like am too busy watching for the inevitable. I have to catch what comes down. Gundy, Deandra. I guess I will go. Um, what is the ceiling like construction made out of um i would say that it's like the like asbestos tile like you, you could like push up on it that has like the metal bars that go across that keeps it in place and then there are sprinklers okay yeah drop ceiling and then there's sprinklers that are coming down but then like the pipes are above it okay so i see the sprinkler head i'm gonna try to like as i'm being thrown up grab up through the tiles onto the pipe so i can like hang okay and then jam my cigarette into the sensor and I will roll under act under pressure um, and I get the plus two but I have a minus one for my curse so plus one plus, plus one plus one I should roll help out more often because I can keep throwing plus twos in so I rolled yeah. an eight so I got a nine okay so you're partially successful and this is the second round of success and now that you are close enough to the sprinkler system it actually just it does trigger uh, and activates the, the sprinkler system and you just just see just water spraying out of numerous 
uh, sprinkler heads that are just like lattice worked across the ceiling. And this uh, newly blessed holy water comes out and uh, all of the Kevins just start reacting and shrieking in pain as like this acid water is just melting their flesh little by little. Obviously the clothing uh, is helping a little bit, but as the clothing gets saturated in the liquid, it is just becoming like an acid patch that's just like sticking onto their skin. I was about skin. to say, yeah. It helps uh, until it don't. <laughs> and uh, I think at this point, uh, Artemisia realizes that if she ca- casts like the big magic banish spell, uh, they probably don't even need, you know, this circle that you guys normally draw. Like this holy, this blessed holy rain is kind of creating the connection that you need to be able to like utilize your power. Uh, but I, I think I've already gone this round. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I think Gunderson's left. Fred, I would like to use my move, Destructive Genius, to try and build. Okay a weapon that could harness the power of this holy water to continue to suppress the uh, the Kevins. I got an eight, so uh, I build an ob- er, a weapon that has one harm, magic, close, loud, one use, and I can pick something from the list below. So I'm going to add fire and armor piercing, I guess. <laughs> Okay. What what do you like create a super soaker or something? Like what do you do you create like a little water balloon bomb? Like what Yeah. So, you know, you know how it goes. You have vials and stuff on your body and you know, you 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 collect water and then you find some, you know, random piping that's around. And yeah, you you build what would some might call uh, a duper soaker. Uh so that you can you can you know, get those hard to reach places with that holy water because you know it's all coming down from above so you gotta get it yeah you gotta come in from the side you gotta come from you know give them a little bidet i like a lot of your inventions are either super soakers or nerf guns (laughs) i I made that bomb last time oh yeah and as this holy water is just hosed down onto the kevins you can see just their uh skin just slothing off just melting away um and okay, uh, this is disturbing. I, I would like uh, everyone, uh, actually, I, well, everyone except for Deandra to act under pressure. Because Deandra is still hanging on to a pipe <laughs> on the ceiling. Seven even. I got a two, but not a natural two. Uh, nine. Okay. So actually, Alex, I am going to have you roll act under pressure, but not because of Kevin, because it's slick and you are probably going to lose your grip if you fail. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I rolled a six. Okay. So uh, upon failure, you will take three points. Upon partial failure, you'll take two points. Upon success, you will take no points. Okay. And this is either Kevin uh, or numerous Kevins just punching you in the face or an Alex falling. Great. I've got one box left. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, so you have like uh, uh, probably like a huge welt or bruise on your leg, and you're probably going to take a minus one to your rolls because you have crossed a harm threshold. But obviously you could, uh, you know, heal that in due time um, with your powers. Okay. 
beginning of round three, uh, Artemisia, do you want to just Absolutely. finish this battle? My assumption is that Artemisia is unstable. Can I yes. try to stabilize her? Yeah, yeah, you're going to do... Uh, I'm going to use my... I'm not a doctor. My, trust me, I'm a doctor move. I've, I've had the shit kicked out of me, and I, my whole side is drenched in aioli. <laughs> well, not anymore. Now you're soaked oh, in holy water. It's like oh. oil, so now you got like, this weird like, oil stains. Yeah, like aioli and like ancient sprinkler water. Oh, baby. Uh, that's a 13. Uh, so I stabilize Artemisia, and she is healed for two harm. Thank you. All right. I'm invigorated. Hey. I'm going to blast these motherfuckers back to hell. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a two sixes plus four. Ooh. 16. Major magic. 16. 16. I don't think I've ever heard of a 16 before. <laughs> that's a big number. Artemisia has exponentially grown stronger and stronger in the use of her magic, and you see it now. Whether it was the combined effort of Deandra uh, becoming an internet-ordained priest and blessing the water into holy water, or if it is just the pure energy that is blooming out of Artemisia, uh, the magic combined just starts to destroy each of the Kevins, and one by one, uh, they are just slowly melting and just banishing away into the ether. As all of them are, are upon departing, the last one caught under the goo uh, by Gunderson um, looks at you, Spin, and goes... You should be asking more questions. All of you should be asking more questions on why none of you question what Gunderson's doing. And then he just disappears and is gone. And you are out of combat. Deandra, Ooh. there is a slightly damp jacket folded onto a vat uh, that is still there. I'm going to slowly get up and check the back of my head to make sure I'm not bleeding because I just fell from a very high ceiling. Artemisia, and act under pressure. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I rolled two sixes again! Oh, that's an 11. Oh, okay. <laughs> you immediately feel yourself being drawn towards Deandra as the sight of blood just spiraling out of the back of her head. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. But you resist at the last moment because you acted under pressure and uh, you just start sucking on your garlic aioli vape and hoping that it kind of like curbs your appetite. <laughs> did we um, not cure her? I don't think we have. We haven't, right? I tried. You still Anderson did some garlic science. I like me. injected her in the spine with garlic science. I haven't seen oh, yeah. blood since garlic then, science. though, so we didn't. We never really were able to check. Mm. Was it was it your move or you use a luck point? No, right? I you just did some I kind used, of. It was um, he did that to I himself. Used, use magic, like weird science. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I think we had discussed since the original use magic that you did transferred her mother's vampirism to her. That is like the issue. You have already sent this curse upon another person, and you can't like. I can't help move that this her, curse. her mom bit her. Now we need like it, need thick magic now. Yeah, EBW magic. And and you are out of combat, and uh, you know you kind of look at each other, and uh, you kind of look at where Kevin was, and, and and once again you have come across these like well dressed demons that have kind of been slowly left behind, maybe to slow 
you know, your ability to keep up or to capture what has become known to you as Sargon. Uh, and you start to make your way out of this compound. And originally, you have to remember, you were looking for this demon and kind of like the ley lines or the the magic circles that power the veil. And he was looking to destroy these kind of like centers of power. And uh, you came upon this compound and kind of got sidetracked, right? When you exit uh, this building and you uh, head back towards town, you head back towards the butcher's bath and you find this bed and breakfast that you had just frequented the night before in disarray and you hear something at the bottom of the stairway that Barbara originally came out of that was behind the counter and you go down into uh, the kind of like uh, subterranean portion of this uh, bed and breakfast and you find uh, the spin twin just sobbing uh, over the uh, mutilated and dead body of Barbara. How dead? Like, like recently dead, or like was secret was dead for seven years dead? Oh no, no, recently okay, dead. Okay, okay, recently dead. And you find a very curious room. This room that was at the bottom of the stairway, behind the front desk, has to you, Artemisia, just the remnants of incredible power. But that power is gone. You are just feeling the remnants and you realize that there is a huge circle of magic on the ground and what look like implements of magical power strewn across the room. There was an altercation here and something went down and you were unable to get here in time to prevent it. More than likely, the person you were looking for was Barbara to begin with and she probably powered a portion of the veil from where she was here, and now she lies dead before you. You also realize that more than likely she was the one that took care of the spin twin as he sobs at her side, inconsolable. As you look upon the aftermath of, of this scene and, and start to put things together, you realize that the timeline that you're following is narrowing as this Sargon is killing Spellslingers that are upholding the veil, which prevents the other from joining with our realm. And that is where we're going to call it. to say thank you so much for listening to our new geek link project vanguard of the veil if you're interested in learning more about our podcast follow us on twitter at vanguard veil if you want to hear more shows like ours then check out cthulhu and friends and greeting adventurers which is a part of the geekly inc network if you want to follow the people that creates this show you can follow the keeper fred at i think i'm fred professor gunderson is played by matthew at matthew m morris deandra is played by alex at happy puke Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.